Okay, Legion, welcome to week four, final week of July, July 26th through 31st. Um, this is the assessment week. So just taking a look again, if we remind ourselves, electricity discipline system is plumbing, virtuosity is barbell, bodybuilding is uh, the fun. Now, I'm not sure if we mentioned in previous weeks, but when we have this electricity discipline as gymnastics and virtuosity as barbell, you get quite a nice mix of things. So you'll see like power snatches on this day, but we're also, uh, we have the assessments uh, happening with the ring dips or the upper body push. Uh, wait, is it? Yeah, upper body pull rings, not upper body push. Sorry, I guess I was confused sometimes. Yeah, rings. Yeah. Um, you know, weighted pull up. Then we have like uh, things like uh, the ring push up, right? So that's just kind of that electricity discipline coming uh, through uh, and kind of layering things in. So, and we do have single arm ring rows too on Saturday. So that's like, you know, again, yes. another. Weird one, there. right? You're like, what the hell? It has to do again with what we're doing, what we're layering in. So you can see uh, Tuesday, we got our, our assessment for pull-ups. Thursday, we have our assessment for rings. Um, and then the we have the assessment for neurological and core also here. So this all lays in uh, to what we're doing. Upper body pull, rings, neurological core endurance. And this is the final week of the month. So then this is when all the assessments are coming. So let's take a dive into Monday and just start out. Um, smoke screen. This is the one with the ring pushups. We got dumbbell box step overs and then a dumbbell snatch. And this one, uh, VPP, breathe and burn. You can get an idea right away. There's going to be some good shoulder elements here, the ring pushups and dumbbell snatches. Uh, but to start the day out, we got shoulder taps, right? Does that seem like it might fit right based on what we're doing? Um, air squats, kettlebell deadlifts, and then pigeon stretch each side, just getting everything prepped and ready, then spending some time reviewing the movements, uh, getting into the brief setup and rehearse. Again, breathe and burn. Seven plus rounds is the goal, upper body push and kettlebell. So uh, how did this one go in class, Brian? I had multiple people tell me after the workout and the next day that they went way too fast at the beginning of this workout. So people were doing like four rounds in the first eight minutes, and then you could see the goal seven plus. So obviously it fell off a little bit. Um, and I think the big thing is, is pacing those dumbbell box step overs and taking your time because it's in the early rounds, it's not going to feel so bad, but those loaded step overs affect your breathing a lot, right? Because you're probably either holding it on your shoulder or even if you're holding it in your hand to your side, you're still not able to get that full breath, right? It's that loaded breathing. So taking your time there, making sure um, that you're not rushing through that and then not uh, going too deep on those ring push-ups. So if you feel like you might fail ring push-ups, it's, it's better to break it early on, shake it out and then get back to it, then push through. And then, you know, last six minutes of the workout, you can only do one at a time, right? So managing fatigue on those push-ups, smooth and steady on the dumbbell movements, and you should uh, break that seven, seven rounds pretty easily. Uh, and just a note on the movements here, right? We got dumbbell box oh, yeah. step overs, drops down to box step overs, uh, but you'll see ring push-ups all the way down. It's the same thing. This is not like, oops, we made a mistake. It has <laughs> right here. We got adjust ring height for push-ups think as though they're box push-ups for white through orange, right? So, yeah. and then always feel free to drop somebody down. If you got a white level person, this person's going to be close. I mean, not vertical, but close to vertical, just kind of doing some pushes. Uh, but if they need to be going onto the box, that's also totally fine. So making sure to just keep that in mind. Um, moving 
after this, right, 20 minutes, 20 minute AMRAP, we got these accessory lateral raise YTWs, reverse dumbbell flies. I'll, you, I'll let you talk about this, Brian. Yeah, we're just kind of isolating the shoulders here, getting some work in that maybe we're not seeing every day in the workouts. You know, the, the lateral deltoid definitely not hit in our workouts normally. And then the rotator cuff stuff, of course, with the YTWs and some reverse dumbbell flies just surrounded out. So again, we talk about this every week, but it's just filling in some gaps maybe that we're not hitting with our main pieces and our strength work. Exactly. Just filling in the gaps. That's really what it is. Then we got this extra credit mobility uh, move through 30 seconds of each. We got world's greatest stretch extended uh, child's po po power pose. Oh, yeah, I think it probably just auto-corrected. I don't know why it's linked. It's linked too. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's probably why I was I like, what's a child's power? That's yeah, kind yeah. of interesting. It's a powerful um, pose, man. This is what you guys get to see when we're going through these <laughs> notes. Um, kneeling. So obviously, you know, just as a little side note, there's a lot that we go through every week. Uh, so there's bound to be some little, you know, issues. <laughs> there's a lot of writing here. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff we do. Uh, so that was your Monday, Tuesday. We have uh, assessment, right? Upper body pull or doing this version right for the high for the highest level brown or latest level why well, i gotta get the language right uh you're still building do a heavy right one weighted pull up now that can be a max it could that would then you know you'd be doing the assessment mm -hmm. uh but just kind of keeping that in mind at the lower levels we got standing pull-ups active hang same thing what we've been seeing in pr pr previous weeks but uh before we hopped on the call brian i was asking brian like what are the most important things uh, as he's seeing these weeks go through and it has to do with making sure as many people are assessing as possible mm -hmm. um that they've if they i mean they're going to be getting better no matter what right you got to understand yeah, exactly. like you have white yellow orange they're if they've been coming consistently they're going to be leveling up if they've been doing the progressions they will most definitely without a doubt level up so you want them to experience that uh so mm -hmm. you know pushing people oh. Yeah, Especially with upper body pull, most people never think they're going to level up upper body pull for some reason, just because the pull up is so difficult. And even in the weighted pull up, it's so difficult to add weight to that weighted pull up. But I had people that were saying, I don't know if I can level up. And then they went three or four levels, you know, yeah. just because in, they in came every mind, Monday and Tuesday. They're like, I'm yeah. not going to be able and, and you guys yeah. as coaches, you guys know this. The great thing about the level method is it really quantifies that right so when people yeah. do a workout and there's no they don't have a, a a history they don't know what they did previous they kind of have an idea with this it's like you have someone comes in they say i'm not going to level up and they level up three levels right this is this is much more uh like helpful to know three levels versus 15 pounds or whatever right it, it quantifies the rate of progression which is really helpful um so we got the workout satellite swarm this is a descending ladder 20 16 12 8 of pull-ups and 400 meter run. Now you will notice this is similar to a workout that we did a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago that was L sit up, L pull-ups uh, and mm -hmm. running. A different workout, that was a VPE that in included tension and focus. This one's a VPP, which is gonna be different limiter, different limiter. That's the most important thing to think about, the system. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a sub 12, breathe and burn upper body pull, right? Spending some time in this prep getting things ready for the pull-up primarily with a little bit of we got this this run in here but that's it's going to be the pull-up that requires more uh, of the focus and the practice obviously running is yeah. a whole thing too but just kind of keeping that in mind um mm -hmm. so brian how'd that go so this one when you're reading it and you're comparing it to that l pull-up one this reads faster like oh we should be able to go faster right pull-ups are easier than l pull-ups but because that the kipping pull-ups and the jumping pull-ups tax 
the aerobic system a lot more than the ring rows I think we had in the tension workout and the L pull-ups. It does go a little bit slower just because they can't hold a higher pace on the run. So that's what I was seeing a lot is people kind of pushing it hard in this early round, thinking they, they wanted to beat their score from the L pull-up workout. And then the running got slower and slower. So kind of mentioning that, telling them that the breathing is going to be hit a lot harder. So they need to take their time a little bit, make sure they're breathing through the jumping pull-ups, through the kipping pull-ups and trying to maintain a pace on the run. Um, but this one definitely is, you know, pretty even between that breathe and burn because those pull-ups do, you know, as you get down to the 12 and eight sets, they do get pretty burny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. That was it. You're good. Yeah. So that when you look at that E at the end for the last one, it's mm-hmm. a, it, in the aerobic environment, we got this tension. Now you see this P in an aerobic environment still, right? The VP, it's still in this aerobic power world. But when we hit on this P again, there's a wide spectrum of possibility within that P. But for today, because the pull-ups like more of a regional movement, it's requiring you know, more muscles involved than I can keep a higher output because I'm using some momentum and this sort of thing. Um, It then kicks it over and makes it a lot more uncomfortable in terms of like, if somebody's doing this workout versus that L pull-up workout, this one's going to be more like physically uncomfortable, right? Like more- Yeah, that that heart rate is going to be held a little higher the whole time. Right. You're never going to get a break. Because of that pull-up, because of the change in the pull-up, and now I'm using more of my body, right? So um, that's just a little side note on that. And that's the reason why we do this, right? We switch one movement, and then it looks like the same workout, but it's completely different, kind of just, you know, uh, helping to understand energy systems and it, it, it adds a little variation to these, right. to these workouts through example, right? Mm-hmm. This is the thing is like through experience, people start to understand the difference between these systems and how the different systems feel and what I need to be focusing on. We had a question about like strategy and why we don't do so much strategy, uh, with our, with our, uh, workouts. And we do have some strategy, right? Strategy and briefing down here, but it's more, it's assuming that we're within the, the system, right? So, and as you get more familiarity with the systems, you'll know how to approach the systems differently. So um, yeah, after the uh, satellite swarm, we have the extra credit if you do it, uh, three to four sets of quality, 30 seconds, four-way dead bug, roll-ups, and Peterson step-ups. So that's, again, kind of fill, oops, filling in the, ha- the, uh, the uh, gaps with everything that we're doing. So that was your Tuesday, Wednesday. We have up a, a breathe and brace, just something we were talking about a little bit, right? With this mm-hmm. E in here. Now, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at this, um, but this could be on the brink of being P, right? Mm-hmm. VPP. It's on, on this like right kind of in this gap here, depending on someone's capacity. So we'll talk about that. But uh, we're starting the day with a, a sending ladder, RDL 6, 9, 12, 15. Uh, uh, RDL strict press front squat, 20 second lat stretch each side. Uh, and then we got the workout itself or the, uh, sorry, the re- review itself, the prep. Um, you can see that we got power cleans in this. Uh, there's deadlift, front squat, thruster. So you can get an idea of what this is, how this is going to go. It's going to go five burpee over bar. Then you essentially have a complex. Now mm-hmm. we want to review this complex in here. Um, so the breathe and brace in this breathing environment um, I have this, you know, the, the whole thing is going to be, I got to move steady. The weight is moderately heavy, 155, which is just enough weight really to make, uh, make me have to focus, especially for this thruster, 
right? So that's going to be the real big thing. I got to make sure I'm going steady. I got these burpees over bar. But then when I get into this five deadlift, three power clean, two front squat, one thruster, I've got to brace. I've got to be nice and tight and focused with my movement. I don't want to be sloppy, slamming around everything. I want to be able to be nice and tight. So Brian, how did this go? Uh, and what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this one's definitely interesting. Um, one note uh, to point out is, is as we go down in the levels, it will get more into the VPP just because there is a prerequisite amount of strength and skill required to do weight, right? Like we can't load up orange and yellow with heavier weight to hit that brace as much as say purple and brown. So if you do have levels yellow and orange who are kind of flying through it a little bit faster um, or, or not having to brace in quotations, right? as much as these higher levels, that's the reason. It's just that prerequisite for those, those higher levels or later levels uh, as opposed to the earlier levels. But this one definitely crushed a lot of people, um, especially people who thought they were very strong and threw the 155 on and 105 on, and then three rounds in, were bracing very hard, bracing very, very hard, especially on the thrusters. So this one is going to be a lot harder than it looks just because it reads easy, you know, the, the reps, five, four, three, two, one, you're only doing a couple reps, of everything. So making sure that each movement is super crisp, taking your time through these movements, uh, to, you know, to hit a crisp rep on it on every round, um, as opposed to flying through and trying to get a sub five minute or whatever, you know, a, a crazy time, which was what some people tried to do just because of how it reads. So really crisp movement, a couple deep breaths before you start every round. Uh, you should be able to hold that unbroken deadlift, power clean, front squat thruster all the way through. Um, and that's where the brace comes in, especially for these higher levels. Yeah. So making sure keep people are focused on the quality of movement, right? Mm -hmm. And that E, yeah. that E. Can't say crisp enough. Can't say crisp yeah. enough about these. Yeah. And like what Brian was saying in these earlier levels, I mean, you'll see this happen in CrossFit or in, in fitness in general, lower level people are trying to do bracing types of stuff in a breathing environment under fatigue, which is probably one of the biggest problems with what is going on within fitness. The, the, the lower level folks do not have the capacity uh, and they, th there's no way to know where they are, but with, within the level method, we can tell yellow white okay you guys aren't going to necessarily be doing bracing stuff because of central nervous system development right this is like makes so much sense but it's difficult because there's no structure normally when it's done so uh yep. the extra credit rotation accessory four sets for quality 10 banded rotations russian twist uh, 20 second russian twist uh kettlebell side bends and then plank rotation so again this is offered to you guys we we put effort and time into doing this into building the extra credit out uh, and if you use it, it's up to you, but you could easily give this as just supplemental type stuff outside of class. Oh, definitely. You know, it's very, yeah. very, especially if you can quickly go over some of the movements with people. So they really get, I mean, there's videos here too, but just so they really get the, the, uh, the movements down, right. This is important. Um, mm -hmm. okay. Thursday. We have uh, the assessment of rings, right? So we're going through rings. And if you look at the higher levels, uh, we have three ring dips plus one ring pull-up. Um, so the building to a, a heavy here, three weighted ring dips, um, and then uh, three to five ring dips. Now, it, you guys probably know why uh, the brown, but Brian, do you want to go over why the brown has a ring pull-up? Yeah, so the eventually they're, 
people should be getting to ring muscle-ups and it starts with a strict ring muscle-up. So obviously there's a prerequisite of pulling strength and pushing strength here. Uh, mostly the, the pushing strength, as you can see, is the, the main focus because that's most of the level. But once we get up here, we have to add in that pull just so people are getting, getting that stimulus because it is a little bit different than pulling from the bar, right? That, that, that ring um, implement. So just adding that in to get, get, get them a look at the pulling aspect of the now, ring muscles. Now in class, and, hey, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say in, in class, uh, where are people doing this? Are they, they do ring dips on the, the rings normally, and then they go to a ring muscle up that's set up for muscle ups and then do a pull up. Yeah. So you got the tall rings for the, the ring pull up. And then they were just, it, we had people cycling through just cause we had a, a bunch of people in class this day. So we just have people cycling through rings. Of course, if you can share equipment that, that, um, that will help, but if you can't, um, you can adjust adjust rings as you go. Uh, but we had one tall ring setup uh, just for ring pull-ups. So it would be like so, you do your ring dips and then you move yourself over to the ring pull-up and that's the yeah. plus is just sort of, it's an unidentified yeah. amount of time to go get your ring. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like a rush over. It's like just, this is going to be one set, Do the, try to do this in a reasonable amount of time. But yeah, we had people waddling over with their weights in between their legs, you know, over to the, the <laughs> higher rings. Okay, so once we finish that, right, rings, uh, or people are just going to be testing their rings, right, assessing their rings, um, mm -hmm. which goes up to uh, muscle-ups, right? So some people might be doing that, just kind of paying attention to how you're going to run the class. Uh, and then the, the prep, we got assessed neurological core endurance or this eight-minute AMRAP, which is essentially a worse version of the <laughs> neurological core endurance. Um, eight I minutes, right? Purpose. You're, yeah. you're stuck there, right? To doing this as a ladder. Uh, but you, we're going over the same movements, right? For the neurological core endurance, VPP, uh, breathe and burn. Neurological core obviously is the level's consideration and the goal is to level up. So I, th I don't think we need to spend too much time on this, but any notes on that, Brian? Um, the eight minute AMRAP actually helped a lot of people that were doing the, the Annie test because I, I think on the map, I'm going to look real quick on the map, like the first set of levels is 10, 30, 10 minutes, nine minutes, but people were panicked seeing, you know, the eight minute finish mark for everyone else. So everyone who tested Annie ended up finishing under eight minutes, even if they had never tested it before. So it was really cool. Like we just accidentally set this up you know, psychologically correctly yeah. for the, yeah. So, so that was really cool. And just, uh, I think the biggest thing um, that, that people or the biggest mistake people make when they're doing Annie is not slamming through ab mat sit-ups. Like they should do their ab mat sit-ups as fast as they can. The slower you go, the more time under tension you have. And that's when you get that super uh, nauseous, uncomfortable feeling in your stomach. So just slam through them as fast as you can. This is supposed to be a fast workout. You don't want to pace yourself on ab mat sit-ups and go real slow. Um, if they're testing anything else, just tell them to take their time warming up, practicing the movements like knees to elbow, um, you know, staying calm during their double under uh, sets when they're trying to do uh, unbroken sets or a certain amount of unbroken reps. Um, but yeah, we had most people doing Annie or the, uh, the, uh, the alternative. Yeah. So one thing is when you hear things like slamming through, which is, it means going as fast as possible with, you know, with focus. So you're it's doing like deliberate movement, like yeah, intentional. Quick. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're trying to go fast. That's the thing about the, the ab mat sit-ups on, on the neurological core endurance assessment in general 
is that you've got to move fast on the ab mat sit-ups. It re is required to get the fastest mm -hmm. levels. You've got to move fast. Um, but moving fast doesn't necessarily mean that you're compromising anything, right? So in the military, no. there's this whole thing, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. This idea is like you do things slowly at first, and then you build the smoothness, the, the sort of transitions. And then once your transitions between even up and down get improved more and more, then you become mm -hmm. fast. And you're thinking about those details. So just a little side note on that. And then the, yeah. uh, the mobility, moving through 30 seconds to beach, cobra pose, pigeon, scorpion, seated straddle. Uh, just rounding out this day with a little extra credit if you guys do that. Uh, so that was your Thursday, Friday now. Uh, we start with power snatches. So we, well, we start with the warm up: PVC pass-throughs, wall squats, calf raises, lizard stretch. Uh, then we have power snatches. So we're going to be re reviewing power snatch, spending some time on snatch progressions. So an opportunity to refine your skills as a coach regarding snatch progressions and running a class through progressions. Uh, and then we got 15 minutes uh, to build, right? So for the uh, for Brown, we got build to a heavy two power snatch. Uh, and then at the lower levels, we got to hang power snatch. And now we're having white level also do hang power snatch. This should not really be weighted at all, right? You're going purely for mm -hmm. movement and uh, getting somebody to move without a load well, and then a very light load, especially because like what we were talking about before with electricity and all those sorts of things, neurologically, you know, like the electricity system is central nervous system, but it's also like coordination and that sort of thing. It's in the spectrum. Yeah. And so when we look at hang power snatches at these lower levels, we're looking at just the coordination of the movements because it's very, uh, I, the brain adapts. It's very, the brain's very plastic. And so this is like why we want people to do sort of fairly complicated things for them because then when they go back to not complicated things, it's way easier. And this is the whole idea behind the for conjugate sure. method, anybody that's doing conjugate method stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the lower levels, right, we want to do unweighted, moving very well, keeping the bar close, all those fundamentals, and then slowly, very slowly adding a little weight on there. Yeah. Uh, and, and real quick on that, they can, it says accumulate five to seven, but because they might only be using a 15 pound bar or a PVC pipe, they can definitely do more sets, getting those extra reps. And like Nathan was saying, like sharpening that neurological skill. Um, because if you do, you know, a hundred power snatches with a PVC, probably not going to be that impactful in the muscular system, but definitely going to build that pathway to be able to do snatches with weight later on. Right. And that, this is so important. People, they rush mm -hmm. the process, get their, their whole grooves all out of whack. And then for the rest oh, of their man. lives, their, their brain grooves are not proper. And so they got to go back. It's like when I was in the You're army. Teaching. I went through, so uh, I went through sniper school, this is a side note, but I went through sniper school and I never had shot a rifle before, but there was a lot of people that had had, even going into basic training, you shoot rifles and people that had a lot of experience hunting and stuff, they have actually really bad habits. And for them to get good at shooting, it was harder because they had to take a step back and their grooves were all out of whack. And so mm -hmm. me coming with no background, I was able to learn the fundamentals faster and not have to take a step back. And this is the same concept is like hang power snatch or any snatches, mm -hmm. any of the Olympic weight lifts. We want people to be starting light and not having bad habits and developing those bad habits. And you, you develop bad habits by chasing weight. Mm -hmm. This is what, you know, I got to lift heavier. I got to be better. It's like, yeah, well, that's actually counterproductive over the long term. Um, so yeah, that power snatch, and then we're taking that power snatch, we're coming in 
to the workout. Now you'll see right away that we got hang power snatch at yellow, right? Light, light hang power snatch. Uh, and then we got Russian swings at white. Now this is just, again, going back to that uh, electricity nature. And at this level, we don't want to be really low pe load, loading people down. This is a, uh, a, a one that we've done before compared to 10-3 uh, 2020. So you can go back if anybody was around. Uh, and then breathe and burn sub 15, right? So you will notice that uh, the VP system in general is hit on quite a lot. This is the nature of... Uh, of fitness. And if you, if you go away from the VP system too much, people don't like it. They don't feel like they're getting a workout, <laughs> right? So this is just yeah. within the VP system, again, very broad system, but more of the electricity stuff is done in the strength work. Uh, and then the, you know, stamina plumbing stuff can even be done as accessory, you know, and then we got this centralized piece of the be the more just a little uh, note on that, because uh, we've, we've been seeing quite a lot of VP this week. Um, yeah. Sub 15 is the goal. And then weightlifting APIs, levels consideration. And then so how did this one, anybody that's just listening, five rounds for time is the workout, uh, nine power snatch at 95, 12 overhead squat, 15 box jump. So you can get an idea, mm -hmm. kind of a leg dominated jumping uh, thing with some shoulder elements. So how did this go uh, in class, Brian? Um, it, it actually went uh, not very good for some people. I'm going to be honest with you because they, uh, they underestimated the shoulder fatigue coming into this. So we had, I think we mentioned this all the time. People did two rounds in like five minutes and then they did three rounds in 10 minutes. So it's, it's really about taking your time between the snatches and the overhead squats. Cause that's what really killed people is they would slam through the power snatch and go right into the overhead squats, right into the box jumps. Cause you know, they're feeling fresh weight feels light because they just built something heavier up here. And then they get caught up and by round three they can barely hold the overhead squat position for longer than three reps so taking your time early on couple deep breaths after your eighth rep before you do your ninth rep on the power snatch to get into the overhead squats right we don't want to waste any snatches and then smooth and consistent overhead squats and then taking your time on those box jumps i know it'll sound weird but use those box jumps as kind of a rest right where we get to shake our arms out you're not using your shoulders that way couple deep breaths, you can start those power snatches um, right away in the next round. So just very conscious of shoulder fatigue, very conscious of stability in the overhead squats. Don't rush through those overhead squats. I had more than a few people rush through and then on like the 10th rep, they get out of rhythm and have to drop the bar, right? So take your time, good quality overhead squats go a long way. Yeah, and those overhead squats, like you should imagine the goal is to finish uh, without having to be stumbly shaking around, juggling mm -hmm. your midline, like, oh, you yeah. know how people get, it's like- Their hips start to shake back yeah, and forth. Stack, yeah, yeah. stack properly and stay controlled and get those reps done with focus and not be trying mm -hmm. to, you know, chase them. So taking that rest after that ninth or the eighth rep, right? You know, that, that whole strategy, do eight reps and then the last power mm -hmm. snatch, then you go into your 12, but taking your time. That's, I mean, the key. So smooth as fast. Remember we talked about that before smooth as fast. Yeah, exactly. If you're shaking and not smooth, you're going to be <laughs> dropping the weight and wasting a bunch of time. The extra credit glute bridges, glute uh, bridge, March and clamshells getting an idea of what this is just kind of working on some glutes. Uh, and then final day of the week, Saturday uh, is we got back squats. So we're going through a set of threes. So, you know, paying attention to the, the uh, bracing on this for sure and making sure that everybody's moving properly. Uh, then the work peg leg, you can see it's in this PEP bodybuilding category. Now, what's interesting about this is that it's gonna be 
a consistent movement, right? But it's for quality, which means you're not rushing. Each one of these should be done with focus and like contraction-based mentality. I'm stable. I got my single arm ring rows. I'm getting good, stable uh, reps in. And then on that arch body pulse, I have nice solid arch body pulses. Single arm dumbbell floor press with a, a weight that's good that I can adjust if I need to, but 10 solid reps, eight tuck-ups, and then you're switching sides. So then on the other side, you got 10. Uh, the tw Obviously, if you can't switch the sides, you're not going to switch sides. But anything that's single arm, you're switching sides. So yeah. paying attention to the nature of this. So how did this one go in class, Brian? Um, and real quick about the system. This is like one of our only systems that's not a descriptor of how it's going to feel, right? It's like bodybuilding is the discipline. But think of this system as like burn and brace, right? So you're going to have to brace pretty hard. But the main focus is going to be that burn, uh, particularly on those ring rows and and floor presses um and and you see almost everyone is exactly the same all the way through that's because we're allowing you to adjust the weight for the floor press as needed so as heavy as you can go for 10 reps on broken um and then as steep as you can on those single arm ring rows uh, body angle wise to make them as difficult as you can for 10 unbroken reps um and then as we go down to white obviously we drop reps a little bit just because the impact of, of 10 rounds will be a little rough for the earlier levels um, but really focusing, especially on those ring rows, keeping the body nice and square, making sure that we're pulling with the lat, keeping the shoulder down, using the correct muscles, because that's what bodybuilding is, right? We're targeting muscles, trying to get those muscles to activate as hard as they can, building those muscles up um, so that, you know, we can come back around on, on Monday or, you know, down the road and you're better at pull-ups, better at anything using the lat, better at anything using the pec and the pushing muscles. Um, just building that foundation. And just a reminder, this bodybuilding work here and burn and brace is a great way of thinking about it. We have AKA names. I don't think we've talked about that one. That one's a great one. Mm -hmm. But bodybuilding, um, it's part of the template, right? So it came in on this Saturday. So if you take a look at the high level template, bodybuilding, and our challenge is to come up with things that you know, that meet bodybuilding. So we're still getting that element of fitness, but we want to mix things and make sure that it goes in the template. So there's a lot of creativity that came into building this out. Don't think that it was just, you know, slapped together. And it's like, oh, here are these things. It's like, we, we really do walk through and talk about all of this and how it fits into the bigger yeah. picture. So uh, if it was slapped together, you would have saw four by 10 ring rows, rest two minutes, four by 10 floor press, rest two minutes, yeah, four by most 10 boring tuck ups. Yeah. Yeah, the most boring thing ever. <laughs> so uh, that's your uh, Saturday. The extra credit for this: arms, barbell curls, bench dips. Right. So you know the the double and down. We, we we can see exactly what's going on here, uh, but we're just kind of rounding out this day with a little bit additional arm work uh, to fill in yeah. those gaps. So that is your your week, um, a great week, and the assessment week, final week of the month. So a great opportunity, just as a reminder to everybody to produce those powerful moments with your, with your folks. If somebody has been um, coming consistently, they will level up. If they haven't been coming consistently and you convince them to uh, assess and they don't level up, then that's an amazing coaching opportunity to maybe get them to do a coaching call, get them to come into class more frequently, maybe do an assess mm -hmm. or uh, an accessory program. So either way, it's a win-win. So you want to make sure you get your people in 
to get their assessments done and plug them in so that they got it on their mind, right? So uh, anything that you have, Brian, you want to add? No, this is a, a really, really fun week. Um, and we're not telling you to force people to assess, but, you know, uh, force just make, them. make them assess. Yeah, just <laughs> sort of strongly encourage, I would say. Because um, almost everyone that did leveled up, and even if they thought they wouldn't, you know, if they come three times a week for two, three months, you're going to improve, right? Yeah, just, I think you know. that's the biggest thing, like, you know, even coaches, you're going through the level method over a long period of time, you're seeing people work out. And then when assessments come up or some version, you're, so, I mean, I was like, are people going to level up this time? I'm not sure. This is universal across, but if you're looking at yeah. the 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 track of beginner you know white yellow orange i'll, I'll tell you from experience that they're pretty much always going to be leveling up if they've been consistent once mm -hmm. somebody transitions to being very consistent over a long period of time they're dedicated committed then their leveling up will slow down this is the natural cycle of getting more into an advanced intermediate advanced stage but even in the when someone is in an intermediate and advanced and they they go and they don't level up so say they they go they, they they've been on point you know thinking that they're on point they've been coming consistently and they don't level up this is still a great opportunity to take a little dive into what's going on right coach call, coaching call what's happening in their life you know they might be stressed there might be a whole bunch of things it's a great opportunity so no matter what where somebody is you just want to uh make sure that you're touching base with them getting them to assess and either way you're either recognizing them for their uh their level up or you're recognizing them personally by touching base and building that relationship with them so um Absolutely. yeah that's a little yeah we went <laughs> kind of going over time but uh right. we will see you guys next week thanks so much for watching if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us um but we will see you in the group see you guys